I'm Leslie Torres. And I'm Bronna Marks. And together we co-host West Coast Mix and Bounce. For all things West Coast NBA. That's right. We cover the Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, and yes, the Kings and the Suns. When there's something good to talk about. We have a new and fun episode every two weeks where we break down the craziest headlines in the NBA that pertain to the West Coast teams. We are such a niche podcast that you won't find anywhere else. I mean, two girls with experience in the field talking West Coast basketball. Um, yeah, you want to listen. This is West Coast Mix and Bounce brought to you by LAFB Network. Hey guys, welcome back to West Coast Mix and Bounce. We have a lot to cover, um, a lot going on. Playoffs are crazy, mind blown right now. I don't even know what's going on anymore. <laughs> uh, but uh, we are going to start with talking about the Lakers and the Houston series, which I think was pretty predictable, but I understand Houston fans were very hurt anyways. <laughs> we all knew what was coming. Um, you know, the Houston Rockets defeated, they got defeated 4-1. to They won one game, and then the Lakers won the rest, and that's it. So, uh, Leslie, how do you... How do you feel about that series? How does that series make you feel? <laughs> I mean, as a fan, it makes me feel great because <laughs> this is exactly how um, the Lakers should have been playing um, earlier on. But I understand it's not like meaningful basketball, so they have to take their time and um, adapt. And that is exactly what they did with the Houston Rockets. Um, after game one, it looked like the small ball type of style of play that the Rockets um, have been going for it kind of worked because the Lakers lost and so um, mm -hmm. the Lakers were then able to adapt and beat Houston in their own game after that so while the small ball worked for the Rockets during their preseason during the regular season and pre-NBA bubble it didn't really work against the Lakers because the Lakers were kind of prepared for it in a sense and they played to the disadvantages of the small ball lineup. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, Houston has always been a great team. Uh, unfortunately, the small ball, like you said, the Lakers figured that out pretty quick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, everybody was all talking about, oh, the Lakers won, lost game one, blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, relax. <laughs> they were also saying that LeBron James, you know, is like 14-0 and 0 in game ones of the playoffs. So, well, I'm sorry, uh, that round of the playoffs. So why are you going to assume that the Lakers are not going to jump back from the Rockets? Mm -hmm. Their slide team, you know, they have uh, Westbrook and James Harden on there, and they're really quick and fast. But when you put it up against somebody like, you know, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, in you know, we're gonna talk about Rondo's return. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, it just doesn't fit, and it was just unfortunate, and it did. They just dragged it out, and it was like, just lose already, so we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would like. For all that they've been saying throughout the season, how they even like they traded Clint Capella to make more of an effort to focus on small ball, to have shooters always on the floor. And they were like, mm -hmm. you know, our small guys will take them up against any team. 
you know, that has big guys. And it's like, okay, well, they kind of learned your tactic. They took all their small, their yeah. big guys off the floor. Now it's small against small. And you, when you have Russell Westbrook and James Harden going against LeBron James and Anthony Davis, because AD, even though he's big, he's more like power forward guard, not really a true center. So he, this mm-hmm. is his this best position to play in because he'll be still defending the paint, but he's going to be getting shots outside of the paint regardless. So I think they were, they thought the Rockets thought they were more prepared and that the small ball was going to work and it just didn't go as planned because they did play against the Lakers. Maybe it worked yeah. against other teams, just not the Lakers. Yeah, definitely not the Lakers. So it was good to, you know, move on from that um, charade. And then Clint <laughs> Capella became a free agent after that. That was that was the kicker of the entire series. Right. <laughs> that was an interesting series to watch. But now that we have moved on, how how are the Lakers? Honestly, how does how do the Lakers make you feel now that I feel like it looks like an easy route to the championship? You know what I'm saying? After all of this. I mean, it does seem easy, but so now they're playing against the Nuggets. But even though after last night's games, you would think it's like, oh, well, it's just the Nuggets. You can't really put the Nuggets down because they just came off of beating the Clippers. Not only beating the Clippers, but coming back from a 3-1 series to beat them and then murder them in game seven so i mean i don't want to i don't want to make it seem like it's so easy it should technically (laughs) be easy but yeah will it be is the other question but i I feel confident in what the lakers have done i give them a lot of praise for being able to adapt to the team that they're playing against and each series has been different they adapted adapted to playing to damian lillard and the trailblazers they have adapted playing against the um, Rockets, and now they're adapting, playing against the Nuggets. So if they keep that up, which they have, and it's starting to look like it's very easy basketball, that means that if they get to the finals, it's going to be pretty easy. (laughs) It seems like it. Yeah, exactly. Um, And it's just, it seems like they can't stop, you know. No, I, I feel like no team is really ready for Anthony Davis and LeBron James on the same team. Like, like, like we were just saying, you know, the Rockets got picked apart, um, and they're very smart. But besides being big and burly, and you know, they can get into the pain and etc. They're really smart. LeBron James can still facilitate, um, and Anthony Davis is like a lob king over here. All he does is take lobs all day now, <laughs> from either it's Rondo or it's LeBron, um, and they get that momentum going. It seems like they're super confident in themselves, and you can tell. Uh, you know, Anthony Davis Anthony Davis is playing full minutes, LeBron, JaVale, you know, KCP stepping up. You see that in mm-hmm. Danny Green. Um, and all these guys are involved. Like, they're on the same wavelength, <laughs> it feels like. You know, they're coming out, and guys are – getting high points off the bench they're um you know their starting lineup is is clicking they're clicking you know so it's gonna be hard to stop them and it's like LeBron has this this chip on his shoulder basically because now not only do people not believe that he could win the championship (laughs) but they only gave that man 16 first first place votes for the MVP 
And I was like, Giannis is sitting home on the couch and y'all talking about what now? <laughs> it's crazy. To go back to like what the Lakers are doing, yes, the Lakers are, their chemistry is on point. That Rondo-Anthony Davis connection that we saw in last night's game is great. I mean, they've played before on the Pelicans, so they've gotten a few years to get to know each other. Rondo has gotten to know Davis. It knows exactly where he's going to be, and it's just had an amazing night. I think he had um, nine assists with seven points, and then LeBron had 15 points, six rebounds, and 12 assists. So the assists were definitely happening last night. And um, sure. that's going to be tough to stop because I feel that the Lakers have a good combination of veterans and young players. And they wouldn't be technically a veteran team, but the veterans who are in the team, they have been in playoffs before and they know that they can lead the younger ones and help them out. It, it kind of, and this is so crazy because I kind of forgot that Anthony Davis has not been to the Western Conference Finals in his career, like ever. But the way he mm -hmm. played last night, I would have never known. I, I Like, if it wasn't a stat that was mentioned after the game, I would have completely forgotten that he's never been to the Western Conference Finals or, like, that deep in the playoff run. Or has he ever yeah, even been exactly. in the playoffs? I don't even... Um, this actually may be... No, he was in the playoffs. I think he was with... Wasn't he? I think he was with the um, with the New Orleans, but but imagine yeah. to have gone this far. I think this is his first time coming this far, and to give and to finish with thirty seven points and have that type of a game that just lets the puts like the whole league on notice. That's the chemistry mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. that the Lakers have been searching for, and they have seen to found it, and it could be thanks to the NBA bubble too. So. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, a little bit. It was I, a great game. Like, you know, they, they talk about LeBron's like playoff mode mm -hmm. and they post all these memes, you know what I'm saying? Like with his little grit face <laughs> that he puts on. And after that game one, when Houston literally blew them out, he was like on the bench, like shaking his head. I'm sure you saw it. Mm -hmm. He like pouted out his lip and he was like, oh, okay. And all I thought about was like Michael Jordan's like documentary about like, and that's when I took it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, so I knew, I knew that he was gonna come out smoking on fire, um, and that you know that these teams just they can't they can't like grasp onto that all that energy. Uh, and I'm curious to see how it plays out with Denver because, like you said, Denver is a really good team. Um, we've we've always said that, but they're really young and they're really inexperienced, and that showed in Game mm -hmm. One um, because you know the Lakers were just pummeling them. Yeah. Uh, you know they they rely on their shooters. They they couldn't knock down shots, and that's I also commend that you could tell that even the Lakers' defense is better right now in the playoffs than I feel like we've seen. Um, throughout the regular season. I mean, they're they're killing it on both sides of the court, and you can see it. Oh, yeah. The Nuggets, they got into foul trouble, like, really early in the game. And I think it was a, a tactic from the Lakers that... And the Nuggets need to learn not to take the bait. But again, it's because of what you mentioned. They are a younger team. They haven't been 
this into the playoffs either as a, as a whole. And so because of the foul trouble, both Murray and Jokic were limited. So they couldn't play as much mm-hmm. minutes as they could have. And when it was time for them to step up, they had to be a little bit wary to not get the next foul or the other one. And so that also meant that other players had to step up and they just didn't. You know, you have players like um, Millsap, Michael Porter Jr. They just didn't really step up seeing that Murray and Jokic couldn't play to their ability. Like you mentioned, it's yeah, right. um, it's thanks to Dwight Howard and the Lakers because if they would have not gotten in early foul trouble, they would have still been in the game, still scoring and um, probably making the runs making cut chopping off at, at that lead but now because they have to sit out you give the lakers time to score to do whatever they want on the floor and it comes just back to um key players for the lakers depending on what night mm-hmm. it is yeah that and you can tell i mean even though the nuggets have leaders like i i see jokic and murray like baby versions of lebron and anthony mm-hmm. you know it's just like wow those guys are really good okay but you can't play against the lebrons and the anthony davises yet you know what i'm saying like that's what it looks like uh they each had 21 points i'm sorry yeah they each had 21 points in game one and then every almost everybody else except for michael porter jr of course um had under like eight points or less nine nine points or less so it's just like they need those guys that are usually, you know, that they feel like they can do it. You know, Jokic and Murray, they can take care of it. But then Mike, was it Michael Porter Jr. that called out the team in that last series? I think it was him that he needed to get more playing time, right? I think it was, yeah. And it was him. He is sassy and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it was him that called out his team is basically was like, you know, coaching and staff needs to tell Jokic and Murray that basically they need to pass around the ball. Now, he didn't name anybody, but we all knew who he's talking about. He was like, you know, other teammates, whatever. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, ooh, he aired his teammates' business out, blah, blah, blah. But they turned around and came back from that 3-1 series with the Clippers, right? <laughs> It right worked. after that, it was right after that game that they got pummeled. He said that, and then they came all the way back and beat the Clippers, and now they're here. So you know what? I like Michael Porter Jr. I f him. I f with him, if you will. And um, I think that if they can get their energy back a little bit and actually, you know, gain some confidence, because I feel like that was a mm-hmm. real ass whooping that they took from the Lakers. Um, if they could come back from that, I think this will be a long series, but the Lakers are not going to let, you know, let anything happen. And like I said, I mentioned how Rondo returned and he just jumped into the top 10 for all-time assists. Yeah. He just, so he has even more motivation to come back. And I've never seen Rondo play like this. I saw some somebody who was like on Twitter was like Rondo, you know, during regular season, got a few <laughs> assists, right? Rondo during playoffs, assists, blocks, rebounds, <laughs> points. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's going to yeah. light up the stat board any way he can because I think he's actually really healthy now. Like, finally, he looks like his top-tier Rondo self. Yeah, I think he's not playing scared, which is something that I think um, was happening during the regular season. So right now, he's either not playing scared or he's just like, you know what, I'm in pain and I'm I'm going to play through it. Who knows? But mm-hmm. his play was exceptional. There was like the playoff 
the playoff Rondo myth and he's like definitely real and he is thriving in the NBA bubble. And um, sure, yeah, sure. and I mean, it's great to have him back at this level because after after injury after injury, players don't usually come back. And like you mentioned, he's playing with so much confidence. So he's not playing scared. He's playing to win and he's doing everything that he can to help the team win and he's touching the ball as much as possible. He's just like a he's like a nuisance. He's everywhere on that floor if it's on defense, it's if it's on offense, he's like getting his hands everywhere. It's it's great for the Lakers to have Rondo and I think he even mentioned like this is why LeBron brought me in. Like this is why I'm here and I'm grateful for that opportunity to be here. And I'm just going to keep showing you guys why LeBron specifically said, like, me, <laughs> basically. Because yeah. I remember in the beginning of the um, beginning of the season when they were making all the free agents and everybody was coming onto the squad, I was like, Rondo? Really? He didn't have that mm. great of a season last year. Like, you could have had other playmakers yeah. and to pick Rondo. But now, it's like, shut up, Leslie. This is why. <laughs> and I totally understand now. Yeah, because I have been saying, like, Ever since they lost that, you know, main guard position, mm-hmm. um, now they have a facilitator. And that's why I feel like they were able to come into this Denver series right off the back and, you know, ma- mash them, <laughs> like crush their hopes. Yeah. But um, speaking of Denver, Denver did, I am going to give more props to Denver because they took down the Clippers. They did. And, I mean, the Clippers bombed. <laughs> the Clippers completely bombed. I think that they should have pulled it together, but I don't know if it was the pressure. I don't know if it was the coaching. I don't know if it was Paul George and all his issues he be having, <laughs> all his toxicity that he be spreading. I don't know if it was him. I don't know if it was Kwai's robot mode that wasn't working, <laughs> but my gosh, what happens? <laughs> it did not what? go as planned. <laughs> what happened i was like and you know i gave them the benefit of the doubt i was like they're gonna go into game seven and they're gonna win it it's game seven everybody expects them to win they'll pull it together right Mm -hmm. no absolutely not (laughs) instead they got embarrassed i'm like so excited to talk about it like is and it's not because i hate the clippers like i really don't like i don't hate any team but I was just so excited because it, it was so good basketball. And it's like, it was shocking to see a team like the Clippers lose to the Denver Nuggets like that. Like, it's okay mm-hmm. to lose, but lose like that. It mm-hmm. just, it, there was so much intensity. <laughs> there were extreme lead changes. There were so many comebacks. I just, I loved the whole series. The Clippers could have won. The Nuggets could have won. The Nuggets did win, but the the series as a whole, like, I loved it. I love basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I definitely fully agree with you. It, it was exciting because I, did, I didn't watch the full series through, but I saw most of the games. And, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you, it was top-tier basketball. They were really playing hard against each other. But it was just that last game, like I said, I don't know what it is. Maybe they were tired and – 
And as I've said before, with the the bubble, some teams are thriving. Some teams are Mm -hmm. going to thrive, and some teams are going to bomb. Did I think it was going to be the Clippers? I gave them the benefit of the doubt that they would at least make it to the the semifinals. (laughs) At least get past this round. But no. And I think, honestly... A lot of their problems they've already been having caught up with them, Mm -hmm. per se, because when you don't have your star player, one majority playing more of, you know, more time in the regular season when you need him still, and now, you know, you come into playoffs and he can't get one game off. And I saw him, Leslie, I saw him sitting on the sideline in the fourth quarter of that game, that last game, Mm -hmm. Denver pummeled them, and he looked like he was having an asthma attack. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay? I was like, he's he's not conditioned enough. He's not ready. He took all this load management and and couldn't manage a ring, obviously. Couldn't even get close. (laughs) So why, you know... I just, I, I just don't understand. I just feel like there could have been more structure throughout the season to prevent at least going out like this. And it was like when one of them crumbled, everybody crumbled. Mm-hmm. You know, Patrick Beverly, they all have bad attitudes too. Patrick Beverly got an attitude. Jermichael Green got an attitude. You know, they got players get taking texts. Mar- um, Marcus Morris, you know, taking texts, starting arguments, all this. And it's just like... That's not going to work in the playoffs. You are going to hurt yourself more than you're trying to hurt anybody else. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you have that kind of attitude and y'all have no zero balance, complete no balance. They've been inconsistent all season and they were inconsistent in the playoffs and it bit them right in the butt. And we've been talking about this, I think, like, since Kawhi and Paul George were a thing and since they started the beginning of the season, how Mm -hmm. the lack of playing together would catch up to them. And Mm -hmm. we didn't know, was it the smart choice to rest rest the players so they can be ready for playoffs? Well, obviously, that's not the right choice because their chemistry sucked, like you said. And Kawhi Mm -hmm. was barely there for the 48 minutes like you mentioned, so it's like, mm-hmm. what was the point of the um, time management or the t- like, the lack of playing for Kawhi or for Paul George? Yeah. Like, did it, it didn't come out then to anybody's benefit, and certainly not for the Clippers. And then, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. they have that attitude. It's like, where was that grit of last season when they were playing against the Warriors, like the not giving up part, they totally looked like they were giving up in the fourth quarter of Game 7. How do you do that in Game 7? Being the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, that's just Mm -hmm. unacceptable. Unacceptable. But it happened, and it goes to show that the Clippers are not all there. They might be all there on paper. They had them winning Mm -hmm. somebody... NBA, ESPN, somebody had them winning the championships. It didn't oh, go. Yeah. It didn't go because it. Even though it sounds good on paper, you have to play together. You have to build that chemistry, and I think yeah. that's where they lacked. Because even though they played together, they didn't play together enough as a full team, fully mm-hmm. healthy. And even though they even traded and added more pieces to the Clippers team, it still wasn't enough for them to win. And 
it sucks for the Clippers because they always come so far and never get far enough. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That one stung. I don't even like the Clippers. I didn't care. I laughed. I laughed <laughs> for at least 45 minutes because I was like, wow, people really were determined to say that the Clippers ran LA now. NBA Twitter that, was crazy and that, that they night. They were going to be three, four, five champ, <laughs> time champions and all of this stuff. And LeBron is done and he should retire. <sighs> and look at, is this your king? Is this your king? <laughs> oh, I saw, I think, a tweet. I think I saw a tweet that was like, they don't deserve that stadium in Inglewood. They don't, and I know it's nice. It's probably very, very nice, and they don't. They got this pretty little prize waiting for them back home, and they just, man, I will laugh about that for years. It was so it's... funny. I was like, wow, they are, that, I, did, I just didn't expect it. Like, it was just, I just didn't expect it, so mm-hmm. all I could do was laugh, and then laugh at the fact that people really thought they were going to get ten times further than this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we knew, I feel like we knew they would go far, but some of the choices uh, they made stopped that from happening, unfortunately. Like, mm-hmm. maybe they should have played Kawhi and Paul George more, like, make the chemistry better. Or their defense could have been better. Or like, they could have done so many other things, obviously in hindsight, so who cares now. But if they want to actually be contenders of LA, be the LA team... These are things that they have to work on. Definitely. And the chemistry, even, I mean, now on paper, before on paper, it was just names and what they averaged before they all came together. But playing together, they're really terrible at sharing the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that, you definitely saw that in the final game. Mm-hmm. And even on paper, Kawhi had five, and he had the most assists in the whole game. <laughs> That's Kawhi. One, mm-hmm. Two, two, three. And then on the other side of the Nuggets, you know, you have Jokic. First off, you're a big man. If your big man knows how to open up the floor, you're toast. (laughs) Okay, if your big man is getting more assists than your whole team, like the whole other team, you're toast. So, you know, the Nuggets knew exactly what they were doing. They were playing together like a unit. Uh, Paul Millsap had two, Grant two, Harris four. You know, so... um, the Clippers, like I said, now it does show on paper that they're not as good as how they look, you know, up on a poster board or something together, standing with their jerseys on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. No, but I but I agree. Like, um, they should have not lost. They should have not gave up. But it also shows the kind of team that the Nuggets are. They have that passion and that want to win. And they did it being like 20 30 points down or however much Mm -hmm. they were down like they winning was still an option for them even 20 or 30 points down when the clippers were down in the fourth quarter they just gave up on winning so it shows the kind of mentality Mm -hmm. they had as a team and obviously for the nuggets it was jamal murray and Jokic who like sparked those energies sparked those runs to always come back and and you were saying like Kawhi had the most assists. He had six in that game, right? He scored only 14 points and six rebounds. Compared to Jamal Murray, who had 40 points, four rebounds, and five assists. And so it shows, like, the energy he brought to the game when it was needed to make runs, to stop the Clippers on their runs, and just encourage and 
vibe off the Nuggets team. Where did that come from? Is because they've been playing together this whole time, unlike the Clippers. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, in the in the words of Carrie Champion, the Clippers gon' clip. That's what they're doing. <laughs> That's it's when crazy. I heard that. That one was the one that sent me over because you know, clip the Twitter turn like tore them apart. Oh my god, <laughs> so hard. I I wanted to join in, but I was like, no, be professional, be classy, classy. <laughs> No, I, I just quoted Carrie because I was like, she she got it right. The Clippers gone clip. That's, that one was the funniest one. <laughs> that's sad. But yeah, so now that we're looking forward and past that mess of a of a team. <laughs> of a series. <laughs> um, we're looking at, you know, Western. Well, we talked. Yeah, our expectation for Western Conference Finals. So I said that. I think the Lakers are going to go off to win. Um, I would say in like four to five games, no more, no less. <laughs> I mean, um, I think I'm with you on that one. Like, I don't want to say sweep because the Nuggets have been able to come back against teams like the Clippers, but the mm-hmm. Lakers are not the Clippers. So mm-hmm. I'll probably give them one game, maybe if they like make a run and the, for some reason – the Lakers disappear on the floor. So I'll give them one game. But I'm with you. I don't see this going to seven. I do not. Yeah. And and, and the biggest issue is that the Lakers have had, like, a good amount of time to rest. And the Nuggets So much time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, they came right off that. and, And I said... On Twitter, I was like, they need to go get tested because <laughs> they came back from two, you know, uh, down 3-1 series. <laughs> and they're like one of the first teams to do that in however so many years. One of those crazy stats. <laughs> so, and it's just like, I mean, just physically, how do you do that twice consecutively you know what i'm saying so they got some energy to them or mm-hmm. some steroids but hopefully just pure <laughs> energy <laughs> um and uh like you said i don't i don't think i don't give them more than one or two games to win uh because i think they really are going to get tired and the lakers are good for that and more endurance than the nuggets do at the end that's i think that's what's going to happen I think so too. I I heard last night during the game that they the Nuggets have been playing um, every other day since August seventeenth. What? Yes, that's crazy. So that means they've been playing. You know, like August, we're in September. We're September. It's been a whole month. So Seriously, a whole month of playing every other day, and also because you know, well, if they would have won the series the other series earlier they would have some time off but they haven't so Mm -hmm. i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure i'm with you like it's gonna have to take a toll eventually unless they're running on like adrenaline pure adrenaline but (laughs) it's gonna be tough to go seven games against the lakers and still have the same amount of energy to shoot to score to block to do to run in transition like every single yeah it's gonna be tough for the nuggets and I'm with you. I only gave them maybe one game or two, but that's just me trying to be like optimistic and empirical. <laughs> but in reality, yeah. I don't know. It's not looking like that. It's really not. Especially after the that performance the Lakers put. Yeah, that first game was 
definitely pretty ugly. <laughs> like it sets it the mood, pretty, yeah. Yeah, it, it it does set the mood. I just think, I mean, coming back again, like they're not they're not strangers to just getting pummeled and then coming back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they did that in two series back to back. They got pummeled for like forty percent of the series and then one sixty, and that's just. I just don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm concerned about their energy, but I think the Lakers will put them to sleep. <laughs> I think so too. And I mean, can we go back to the MVP? Because I know you brought it up and I was dying to talk to <laughs> <laughs> talk my shit too. <laughs> oh my goodness. Definitely. Oh, yes, okay. Let's, so let's talk about the MVP controversy. Yes. So it's funny when it was brought up. It was brought up right before game one. So let's talk about that first. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they knew exactly what they were doing. The NBA knows exactly what they were doing. They announced Giannis Antetokounmpo as the NBA's MVP right before game one of the Lakers Nuggets game. So <laughs> according. And that's when he took it personally. <laughs> that's where that's when after game one, LeBron spoke to the media and let everybody know that he was pissed off yep. because he didn't win and because he only got 16 first place votes out of 101 votes. And exactly. I did the math. That's only 15 <laughs> percent. He also mentioned. Yes, he also mentioned that the criteria for what it means to be MVP is kind of like murky and it's not really like, I don't know, it's too vague, too general. And I kind of agree because we've had the same discussion on this podcast where we've talked about MVP and we shared who we thought our votes was. I had LeBron James. I think you had LeBron too, right? Yeah, definitely. Right? And (laughs) And it came down to, and it came down to, well, Giannis and Harden and LeBron, they're all really great players. But what, for me, why it was LeBron, it was because of the whole narrative behind of how he's playing. He's taking a team yep. like the Lakers with all the adversity into the playoffs, into the first place of the Western Conference. And I think that holds more value than what Giannis and Tetacumpo did. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a vote <laughs> in this process. Is there a problem with the criteria of choosing an MVP? What do you think? Um, yeah, there has to be. <laughs> there has to be because, oh gosh, it's just so much to unpack. Uh, like LeBron said, it's, it's are we looking at the game mm-hmm. or are we looking at the narrative, like how it looks? And once I heard, you know, the comparison that players like Shaquille O'Neal and Magic Johnson only won one MVP during their entire careers is like, yeah, this system is probably rigged. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think it is the whole, you know, narrative, what's what's fair, who's been around longer, who's had more time to, you know. I don't know, do whatever. And it's just like Giannis is this up and coming young guy. Um, so, and he gets compared to LeBron a lot mm-hmm. and all the other grades, Kareem Abdul Dul Jabbar, like, et cetera. Um, and they're like, yeah, him. <laughs> just like, 
LeBron James is over here like, bro, I run the entire NBA. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, you've been doing that too long, so you don't need another award. We'll give it to Giannis. That's how I feel like this process keeps going. Because last year, it was like, yes, Giannis was, you know, top of the charts. LeBron's team kind of struggled. He kind of struggled. He got hurt, whatever. So he, he, you know, couldn't get the MVP. But this year... <laughs> This year, you're telling me that LeBron James, who came back from all this negative narrative, like you said, about leading this put-together team. I mean, I feel like Kawhi and... (laughs) See, this is what makes it so funny, because I feel like Kawhi and Paul George have more of a shot at the MVP than LeBron. And I'm like, (laughs) how did you... <laughs> how did you get there? How, yeah, exactly. Exactly. How how did you see that legitimately happening? Like where what were you actually watching? <laughs> yep. So I, I do I think there for sure needs to be changes of rules or accommodations or people who vote something. Something needs to change. Yeah. I mean, I was doing my research and then I'm pretty sure people have noticed. I'm not the only one. But if a player won or if somebody won an NBA award, they are not in the playoffs or in the finals anymore. So you have Antetokounmpo, who Mm -hmm. won MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Bucks got eliminated. Coach of the Year was Nick Nurse from the Raptors. They got eliminated. NBA Mm Sixth Man of the Year went to Montrezl Harold. The Clippers got eliminated. So Mm -hmm. is there any... (laughs) truth to these nba awards if they're if these players are not in the playoffs are you really the mvp if your team is not in the finals i don't know are you really that coach if your team didn't go to the finals i don't know that does not make sense to me yeah so i I, I totally get it i mean so i understand lebron's frustrations of the mvp and it doesn't really mean like everybody else sucks it means that they're all great but there has to be something or there has to be a voting that makes it like oh okay so this is why Giannis deserves it more than lebron but there isn't really a reason why no so i'm i'm confused as well based off numbers i believe and still even the numbers say at least that's what they try to say this based off most of the numbers it, I, I mean, the numbers would say LeBron James. Yeah, so is it really about the numbers? Uh, <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I mean, I, I think it's hard. I don't know. I, I would love to meet somebody who's voting because I, I think it's hard to predict what teams are going to go, you know, how far in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um Definitely a lot of voices and opinions with that one, obviously, since the Clippers. Okay, I'm done talking about them, I promise. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, There's probably slight confusion from the head people that are voting. But I just think that there just needs to be more of an in-depth process. Like, it's hard to judge the regular season, especially, especially when it just got stopped in the middle of a pandemic and then you're going to judge what three months of basketball. I just, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know why they, they thought that was going to work. Yeah. Or maybe they need to be more transparent with the whole process because you get 101 votes, 16 people voted for him. So that means the others didn't vote for him. 
So maybe just why? Maybe, you know, they're all, most of them are all journalists or they have something to do with the NBA. You can write a little sentence as to why you picked one player over the other just to maybe enlighten us and maybe we didn't get to see what they saw. But if it's just based off the numbers, I don't know. Yeah. I really wouldn't be dying to have an MVP award. (laughs) That's just me. I'm not a professional. I've never really played a sport. I've never won anything. So that's just me. (laughs) It's okay. I played high school basketball for like two years and then I quit. So right, like uh... don't take my advice. <laughs> take Bronda's advice. Okay. I can still be, you know, have an opinion. There's nothing wrong with that. We can still have our opinions. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, doesn't then to me it's just like, does it really matter? Should I really be worried about the MVP award, which is one of the highest awards, if it's not really gonna be? transparent and show the truth i, I think know. it was just funny how Giannis was talking about don't call me an mvp and so i'm a champion and it's just like all right though we so won't give it back <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> since you have agreed that you don't deserve the award you should give it back <laughs> we're like say less <laughs> don't and they were worry. saying how lebron was being petty that um he had you know, he didn't say Giannis's name. He said, not that the winner. Like, <laughs> it was probably a little bit petty, but I think they took it <laughs> out of context. I yeah. Think he was just not trying to name names at all. <laughs> yeah, because then it just becomes a he shit. He said, he said. He said, she said. Exactly. We said, whatever. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I mean. But yeah. I don't know. Whoever wins the championship, now that one, I'd be more excited to win. Because that truly yeah. means you're the best. Yeah. So if you if the Lakers win the championship, you think they're going to vote LeBron MVP or somebody else? <laughs> okay. So before I answer, I have a question. Okay. For finals MVP, it's only based on the finals, correct? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Well, then I'm going to have to wait and see because you never know. I mean, I feel like LeBron is definitely going to dominate. But there could be some surprises that Anthony Davis could play really, really well. <laughs> So it might, I think it's between him and AD, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You, some, some crazy things have happened before, so it can really be anybody's, but obviously I'm going with LeBron because he's already been that playmaker for three series in a row, two series in a row. So I'm pretty Seriously. sure he's not going to just slow down in the finals. He just he led that that series, this previous series, in like every single stat for the Lakers. Yep. It was yep so i don't i don't i mean someone's really gonna have to like step up and go above and beyond to take that away from lebron seriously but we shall see so i think that's all that we have today we are so happy that you're back with us and listening to basketball west coast basketball and we are going to be here in the next two weeks to catch you up on the lakers houston i'm not lakers houston the lakers nugget series and hopefully have our finals set and ready. Well, thank you so much for listening. I'm Leslie Torres with Berna Marks. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. All right, bye.